Hey friend, before we get to the episode, I have a free gift for you today. Do you want to start a podcast, but maybe you feel like it's probably too expensive, it's too confusing, and too time-consuming? Well, you need my podcast equipment guide. It's the five things I could not record my podcast without, and they all cost less than $100. I'll talk to you with direct links of what to buy about the physical podcast equipment, podcasting softwares, hosting, and more, all in this free guide. It's everything you need to feel ready to start a podcast today. So go get it at elizabethmccravey.com slash record. Now here's the episode. Hey guys, I'm Elizabeth McCravey, a website designer and business coach for entrepreneurs and your host for the Breakthrough Brand Podcast the show that's all about pulling back the curtain on how to actually build a successful business. I don't skim the surface around here. If you want a deep dive into the nitty gritty details of what it takes to run a successful business and stand out in a crowd, you're in the right place. After creating a multiple six-figure-a-year website design business in my 20s, I'm ready to share everything I've learned and everything I'm still learning because I believe the keys to building a thriving business should never be a secret. Here you'll find episodes that are actionable, direct, and fun, like French chatting business over coffee and a fresh, honest take on the reality of being an entrepreneur. If you're ready to master online marketing, branding, website design, mindset, and business strategy, then this is the podcast for you. It's time to build your breakthrough brand. Let's do this. All right, guys, welcome to another episode in our Booked Out Week series. If you're listening live, it's Booked Out Week where there are all sorts of incredible promotions happening when you join Booked Out Designer from things like a live financial masterclass with my bookkeeper, specifically for designers, to a discount on the Booked Out Designer course this week only, coaching calls with me, and so much more, so much good stuff. So check it all out on my website, elizabethmccravey.com slash B-O-D, short for Booked Out Designer, and I will put that link in the show notes for you. All right, today's topic is a juicy one. So I've been thinking about unpopular opinions lately. I asked that question to guests on my podcast recently is like one of the final rapid fire questions of like an unpopular opinion about online business or their specific industry and that sort of thing. And so since then, I've been thinking, hmm, like what are my unpopular opinions about different aspects of business? So here today, I'm sharing three of my unpopular opinions about branding and website design businesses specifically. So whether you're a show it designer, Squarespace Wix, maybe you do branding, maybe you focus on another type of design collateral, or maybe you're like, I want to start a business doing design, or I want to pivot my current business to include design as an offer. Whatever your situation is, this is for you. I want you to hear these unpopular opinions and then you can decide for yourself. Do you agree with me? Do you disagree with me? It's okay either way. Um, But I'd love to hear from you on Instagram. I'm at Elizabeth McCravey and worth saying here at the beginning before I get into these, it is okay if we disagree on any of this. Um, That's the nature of unpopular opinions, right? It's my opinion. It doesn't have to be yours um, and we can still totally be friends. Uh, And I hope you'll still listen to this podcast if you disagree with me on these. So let's go. uh, Let's get into the first one. Um, The first one is a lot. Um, I'll be curious to know what you think of this. And I already know some people 
are probably going to disagree with me on this one, which again, like I already said, this is fine. But uh, the first unpopular opinion I have about branding website design businesses, one, selling templates isn't the answer to a struggling design business. Now on the service, you probably hear that and you're like, yes, Elizabeth, that makes sense. Um, Of course, selling templates shouldn't be a solution to a struggling business. However, this is done way more often than you think. And it's also advised more often than you think. And this typically doesn't work. So I see it all too often where a designer is struggling to book one-on-one clients. So instead of looking into how to market better, how can I design better? How can I create better systems that keep clients raving about me? They give up. And they say, I'll sell templates instead, passive income, yay, that's better, easier anyway. And ultimately, I'll make more money that way, right? Because as everyone says that passive income's easy, um, hence the word passive, and that's the way to really make money as a designer. Um, And maybe for you, it's not templates. You know, I said templates in the like title of this one, but maybe it's a course, maybe it's a product like pre-made logos, or another type of offering that you feel is going to be more passive and that you can just sell to the masses. So the problem with this stuff, you're like, wait, why can't that be the solution? Is that in most cases, um, and again, there's always an exception to anything, but in most cases, if you're struggling to get people to pay you for a done for you service, you're not going to be able to passively sell a do it yourself product. I'll say that again, if you are struggling to get people to pay you for done for you services, you're not going to be able to passively sell a do it yourself product. And why, right? Um, Because there's likely not an audience or demand yet, and yet's a key word there, um, doesn't mean there will never be. There's likely not an audience or demand yet for your work or working with you enough to justify that next step into something that is DIY. So templates really work well in having a template shop and other things like online courses, all of it, when you've shown your skills as a designer by doing custom work, having raving clients, maxing out your earning potential in one-on-one work, and then adding in templates naturally just makes sense. Um, So it doesn't make sense, though, uh, spending hours and hours creating a template that you're hoping to sell for, say, $300, but that might never really sell when instead you could book, say, one client for $3,000, and it takes less time or just the same amount of time as that template. So if you're not booking clients, you won't be selling templates either. You have a different problem that needs to be solved. So again, I've just seen it too many times, um, time and time again. And I actually experienced it myself early on when I tried to pivot to selling products too soon. Um, you probably have heard my story where I talked about I started selling pre-made logos. If you listen to this podcast a while, I can maybe link to that episode. But my first attempt at selling a product was a flop because no one wanted that from me yet. It wasn't the right time. And I wasn't booking clients um, at the level yet that I need to be to be like adding in something else. I mean, it was honestly like competing with my main product having that. So um, if you try to pivot to products too soon, if no one wants to buy the thing from you, then it's not going to sell. Basically, you need demand, which I think is something people are missing when they make this jump. They think that templates or a course or a membership is going to be the solution. But um, in reality, it might be a marketing problem or a demand problem. And it might be better to focus on honing your skills, doing one-on-one work with clients, um, get that built up, and then add in the uh, more scalable passive product later. So again, I feel like it's worth reiterating on this um, unpopular opinion. I'm not anti-template. In fact, I sell website templates, and that's a huge part of my business. I'm really passionate about it. Um, It's something I'd love to teach designers on in the future. 
But for me, my template shop was actually a solution to a thriving business. And it was a growth opportunity, not a I can't book clients. So let me make templates sort of thing. Um, It was like a Hey, I'm booking a lot of clients and I have to figure out a way to eat. like either I'm either going to keep saying no to people or I can grow by going agency model or going templates um, and more like scalable products model. And that's what I ended up choosing was instead of taking on more clients by having more associate designers, it's like I'm going to sell templates. So I'm very pro templates. Um, again, don't want you to hear me not saying that. And there's always exceptions to any type of statement like what I'm making. But generally speaking, yeah, I would say if your one on one work is struggling, templates are not going to be the solution. And you might actually end up just losing a lot of time and a lot of money opportunity in your business if you jump there too soon. So I'm going to dive into this more probably in another episode soon that like just is on this topic. But that's the first thing I want to say here. Um, That is an unpopular opinion. I see it all the time. Sell courses, make digital products if you can't book clients. And I just really don't think that works. And I don't think that's the way to do business. All right, unpopular opinion number two. And this is one where like, I feel like on the surface, people probably agree with this. But a lot of the messaging you hear from design educators, or maybe even in just your own soul as you're evaluating your business does not align with this unpopular opinion. And that is just because the project pays well does not mean it will be worth it. And Um, to kind of expound on that, there's a lot more to business than money as in a lot more. And again, I know we all know that. um, But do we forget it often? Yes. And I also would say there's a lot more to a client relationship than how well it pays. There's a lot more to the client than how well they are willing to pay you. So accepting jobs from red flag clients can actually cost your business more money over time through burnout and sheer frustration from that awful experience. So I say this is an unpopular opinion, because again, I see it all the time time in the highlight reel of bookings, like super, super big paycheck clients and how like this is so amazing. Um, and that's that, right? If it pays well, that's all that really matters. And like, you can book a $20,000 website. Um, but like, is it worth it? Is it going to be like crazy headaches? I don't know. So I can just tell you from my experience, though, and from my experience um, of hearing from my book designer students, they can tell you I see it in our Facebook group often, um, that just because it pays well doesn't make them a good client, and doesn't make the project worth the money. So I want to make a quick little made up scenario just to kind of illustrate this point better. But let's say you have two options, two different things here, which one would you pick? So you have a $10,000 client, and you hate them. Maybe you don't hate them as a person, but you hate working with them, right? They are sucking the life out of your soul. They are sending you crying to your spouse every night. You spend double the amount of the time on this project than you were expecting. They constantly are neglecting your boundaries. They have said something offensive to you about like your skill level or why does it cost so much and those sorts of things. And the project exhausts you and it has literally made you want to quit your business. But it's $10,000. Now, alternatively, you have a $5,000 client, so half the amount who you absolutely love, like you're obsessed with them, you would be like their best friend if y'all weren't in this working relationship. And they respect you for their project takes about how long you thought it would and they love your work, they refer you to people and you can breathe easy, enjoying your life while you're working with them. Um, And again, it takes the amount of time you were expecting. So which would you pick? One is double the price might literally cause you to quit your business. So it could be like, this is literally like your last project, right? Your last project, you go out with a bang on a $10,000 one. 
um, but then you're done. And the other leaves you enjoying life, which is why you started your business in the first place. Please don't lose sight of that um, in the process of growing your business, that you did not start your business just so you can make a ton of money. You started it probably because you wanted that lifestyle business and the freedom um, to not be working on someone else's schedule, to be working a nine to five for a set amount of money, all of that kind of stuff. So we want to focus on that. And I use that stark difference in numbers just to show you that it really is not all about the money, right? We start our business because we hopefully want to enjoy our work and not just make money suffering through all of it. So you can have 10K clients um, who are amazing. And I certainly have. And you can also have 5K clients who are amazing. And both can also be difficult clients. Um, and the price tag is not all that matters. So in Designer, just because again, I see this as like, a problem we run into the flashy like highlight reel of working with clients. But in Book Designer, I teach on red flags to watch out for four potential clients to help you avoid the types of pitfalls we're talking about here to help you avoid booking a client that's going to make you literally want to quit your business. Um, so we talk about that a lot in the course and also in our Facebook community. Plenty of designers um, are sharing their own stories of clients they said no to, clients they fired and it felt so good and why they fired them and like what happened after that. So there's a lot of stories like that that you can learn from from other designers like in the trenches being like, hey, this is what I had to do. Here's how I like broke up with this client. Here's why and here's how I feel afterwards. So um, I've had this experience myself. Again, that's why I can say like it's unpopular opinion and one that like I've experienced the like, oh, wait, they pay a lot. So it, it, I got to do it. I got to do it right. Um, I actually had one big project that I kind of started on and then backed out of, which again, sounds really bad. That's not something I do frequently, but it was over $10,000 for a big influencer. They made it really clear they wanted to work with me and they had a lot of reasons for wanting to work with me specifically that were super flattering. I really enjoyed their content and was super excited about it, but I ultimately quit the project um, and I did that all really gracefully and I feel good about how I did that. Um, it was before we had started on anything but and I refunded them, but I quit the project because I didn't think that it was going to be a good experience working with them. And I value um, my like mental health and my ability to run my business well, more than just having a high paying client. Um, I value the sustainability of doing work with clients um, that that it's going to work out well with versus just being like good money, big name going to accept it. So yeah, that's my second unpopular opinion. Just because the project pays well, doesn't mean you should do it. It doesn't mean it'll be worth it. Um, just because the client's a big deal would be another way to phrase that, right? Like maybe there's some huge influencer and you're like, oh my gosh, I have to do it because this will be the end of me if I don't get um, them as like a, a client on my list. So um, yeah, let me know what you think about that one. Again, message me on Instagram. I'd love to hear from you. So my third and final unpopular opinion I'm going to share with you guys, and I have more than these, right? Um, these are just like three that I thought of for this particular episode to share. But anyway, my third unpopular opinion, you don't need to niche down immediately. And now this one is truly like the advice you hear so much is like the riches are in the niches. That's a common phrase we hear in business in general, but even especially in the design world, we also hear often Jack of all trades, master of none, or Jane of all trades, master of none as a push to niche down quicker in our businesses. And I, to kind of explain a little bit about how I feel about this, um, and I can get into a little bit of what's in this module, but I teach an entire process inside of Book.Designer for niching down. And I see niching in two different ways. Again, I could do a whole podcast episode on this. I literally have 
multiple videos in my course on this, multiple lessons, but I see two senses, right? So there is the who you work with, which is your ideal client. That's one type of niching. And then there's also what services you do, which is another type of niching. I, again, break that all down the course and describe how they're different. It really is two different things. Like you could say, I work with photographers and I do all the design things they could want. Or you could say, I work with any business and I only do website design, right? So those are two different types of like narrowing down. Um, But I believe in the process I teach is a great way to do it and a great way to look at these two things that's really clear and like um, helps it um, come more naturally when you do decide to niche. But anyway, when I say that you don't need to niche down immediately, though, I mean, both in the sense of both those things, right, that you don't need to only work with one type of client. And you also don't need to only do one type of design service. So to share my own personal experience as a designer, when I first started my business, I literally did social media marketing, logos, brands, websites, brochures, billboards, email marketing, copy and design, other print collateral, like so many things. I did a lot of different things. And yes, for a while, all those things were listed on my website, on my services page as ways to work with me, which might have looked from the outside looking in like that girl offers a lot. That's too many things. Does she really know what she's doing? No one was asking me that, by the way, but I understand that's how it could have looked. However, if I had niched down immediately, like the typical advice is, I would have ended up not making enough money to really get by in my business. So I matched my corporate salary quickly. Um, when I started my business, because I did a lot of things. And then I slowly removed those things as I decided what I liked and didn't like, and what I was best at, and what I wasn't best at. And again, back on like how I niched quickly, I wouldn't have made much money. But like, um, initially, when I started my business, again, a lot of you guys have heard me share the story before. But I thought it was going to be a social media management business. I had a ton of retainer clients, where I was doing all their like Facebook and Instagram posting and planning their content, all of that, Um, they were paying me monthly. And if I had niched down to just that, I might have never ended up doing branding and website design. But instead, I was like, hey, I kind of got started doing the social media management stuff. Now I, you know, I'm actually trained as a designer. I'd rather do that. And I kind of was doing both. And I was able to see like, which one um, do I like more? Which one's more of a natural fit? And ultimately, I decided that branding and website design were way more enjoyable for me. I also felt that I was way better at them and that it was more in line with the kind of business I wanted to build long term. And I actually kept a few of my social media clients for about two years into my business after I'd stopped marketing those services, because I really adored those clients. And I felt like we had a good working relationship. I was good at creating content for them. And it was a nice, consistent, like $1,000 a month, consistent income that I always knew was coming in. So it was like I could, you know, book all the branding website design products, but I knew I had that, like, I think it was a thousand to 1500 between those few clients that I was like, I always am going to have that. Um, and I again, enjoyed working with them. And so, um, it made sense. So my advice though, to kind of round this one out, that's different from the typical advice is that instead of niching down quickly, you can offer more services to start and you do not have to say, I'm a designer who works with photographers, or I only design on show it for coaches or whatever it is that you're thinking, um, you're interested in, you can slowly niche as you grow your business and make decisions about what you like and don't like both in the kind of clients you want to work with and in the type of work you want to do. Um, so you might be like, I want to be a website designer. And then you realize you'd rather do more like print collateral stuff. I mean, you can decide So I would say like offer more services, especially early on, but just having the plan 
to slowly niche. So it doesn't need to be a forever thing that you're offering all the things you need to be like offering them with the intention to evaluate each time. Did I like doing that? Did I like working that type of client? Did I like doing that type of project? Did I like branding more? Or did I like doing this billboard or this menu design more, um, whatever it is. So um, you can make decisions slowly about what you like and don't like. And I think it's just so much smoother and more enjoyable that way. And also I should note as I'm talking about niching um, and how it's booked out week in literally two days. So on Thursday, um, there's an episode airing where I'm interviewing Caitlin D. Cole and she has a lot of cool thoughts about niching. So she is a student in my booked out designer course. And she, instead of niching down to a particular type of like clientele, like coaches or Um, photographers, since I keep using those examples, she's niched to more of a personality type. And it's really cool hearing her talk about that. So definitely um, make sure you're subscribed and come back to hear that interview. It's going to air on Thursday. So yeah, that's my final one, though, is that you don't need to niche down immediately. So designer friends, I would love to know which of these three opinions, um, what do you what do you think about them? Which ones do you agree with? Which ones do you disagree with? Would you like another episode like this? Again, these I picked three um, out of probably like 10 I came up with that I could talk about, but I was like, we're going to keep this one short and do like three to start. So maybe we can do a part two of this one. Let me know if that would interest you. And yeah, it's booked out week. So today is day two. Um, If you're listening live, our promo period for booked out designer. So if this is interesting to you, and you're like, I want to see more, I want to take this course you're talking about, I want to be part of this community, come check out booked out designer, elizabethmccravey.com slash BOD. And right now is seriously such an awesome time to join um, all these perks. And if you're listening live in the future, um, still come check it out. It's open and um, I'm ready to welcome you in as a student. So That is it. And yeah, I'm excited to hear from you on what you think of these unpopular opinions. Hey friend, thanks for listening all the way to the end of this episode. I hope you feel encouraged and inspired. If you loved this episode and you want more, I just got to tell you, you need to check out book.designer. I know I've already mentioned this episode, but in case you missed that part, it's my course and coaching program that teaches you how to build a successful business as a designer. Students literally call it the best course they've ever taken, jam packed with value, worth every penny and like having a seasoned mentor holding your hand through every aspect of running a design business. And it's the course that keeps on giving. You get access to any changes, future coaching calls in our community as long as the course exists. You'll get help with things like financial decisions, like when you need to hire a bookkeeper, how to find an accountant, things of that nature, templates to help you track your finances, my exact strategies to network your way to more clients in a relational and fun way, how to create a marketing strategy for your business that works for you and for your season of life. You'll learn how to run client projects from start to finish, including an entire module on discovery calls, things like onboarding, doing the brand project, doing the website project, calls with the client throughout the project, all the templates and forms that go along with that, and so much more. You'll also get a contract template that you can swipe and customize for your own business to use for your brand and website design projects and so much more. It is a 90 module course, nearly 100 modules. So that's just the tip of the iceberg. As they say, there's a lot more to it and you can learn more in the sales page. So I would say if that interests you, that sounds like something that could be uh, a good fit for the season of business you're in, go check it out at elizabethmccravey.com slash BOD. Feel free to message me on Instagram or shoot me an email with any questions. I'm happy to chat with you and I hope to see you inside our community.